Relax on your ass, get steady. Taking my time with it, just like Eddie. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levee. On the weekly court, this week's easy. Andrew connected the docks, and that's crazy. Show side, new flamdungs, so come and see me. Feel it, red, you know that never be me. Take another look like VAR. You can listen to the Jedi, you see The content must go far. You can dip on the deep, cause we raise the bar. The show side's hard. Twitter and YouTube, don't get barred. the back it only means one thing it's a win Tottenham 2-0 check out the bars club now no, how you doing actually man? actually you do the yo-yos. you want to say it's gonna be nah, two you do the yo-yos you do the yo-yos regardless like some of them are like some of them are low energy some of them high energy true, you can't say true. the yo's are back so you do the, no, yo's the proper yo's the proper yo's <laughs> your, no one wants to hear yo your post lost yo's yo. yeah are depressing <laughs> my guy they are depressing bro they, those I'm yo's just are. giving the people how I feel you're getting the true me my energy when we lose remember it's depressing in that stadium you know, that big 62,000 seat stadium that they spent one billion on that the walls papers are cracking and I'm spending grand in season ticket. All right, it's all right, big man. Coming all right, big that. man. No, I'm just saying. Talking grands on the top of that. All right, come on. Listen, come they on. need to show us something. That's the that's the point. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. I ain't talking about West Wing. Mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Just, just saying, just putting that out there. Yeah, no, For those no, who don't no, know, Kwabner lives in a mansion. He has an east and, sorry, north and south wing. He wants a west wing. We're just talking about his you know what, Yeah, I think, I think the listeners must have some crazy perception of me, bro. A guy who's never in the country, lives in a mansion. These are all just fabrications, man. Disgusting Wait, is it fabrication? No, no. Is it fabrication that you are probably out of the country for a third of the time? Mass- is that a fabrication? Yeah, a massive fabrication. Are you joking? A third of the time. Do you know how much time that is? A third of the time. Yes, I know how much time that is. <laughs> That's a wild thing to say. That's a wild thing to say, man. Treble 07. So, so guys, let me let me let you um, behind the curtains very quickly. It's episode 130, by the way. I'm going to let you behind the curtains. <laughs> it was Kwabna's birthday recently. I'm not going to say which day it is, in case there are any psychos out there. But it was Kwabna's birthday recently. I questioned his age. He wasn't happy with me. And then I f- believe, he said, hold on one second. Then he went to get I'm his passport. I'm glad you said I believe. I'm glad you said I believe. <laughs> well, I don't know for sure, but I be- he left the room. He said, hold on one second. In a half, went away, and I believe he was going to get some kind of certification because I doubted his age. Then he came back empty-handed, and I know why. If you are 007, you cannot show me your. You know, passport. yeah, you know, you know too much of this. This this 007 makes makes me wonder. It makes me wonder who you really are, bro. Because all of this like tactics and slight stuff, you seem to know all about this backhanded stuff. So to me, I think you got some questions to answer. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring the listeners into your, into your clearly, clearly dodgy lifestyle that you managed to I, just I just, I just read novels. I just read novels and go on Twitter. Charade, bro. It's nonsense, bro. I see straight through it. I see straight through it. Novel, novels and Twitter. Death. Novels no, and no, Twitter. No, the, the dark place. Yeah, yeah, Twitter. Twitter is a flipping dark place, man. Honestly, it's a dark place. It wasn't a dark place this weekend, though. It wasn't a dark place this weekend. Well, it depends. I picked my head in a little bit. I did. I picked my head a little bit. You did. And did my toe in there. Because we beat West Ham 2 though. And... You know, it's like, do you know what's really annoying, yeah? When we beat West Ham, right, it doesn't, I like it, but I don't like, I'm not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we lose them, it pisses me off. So it's not like, it's not balanced. Do you know what I mean? I have more anger when we lose than happiness when we win when it comes to West Ham, because I'm just like... There's a reason for that, I feel. I feel like there's a reason for that, and it's nothing to do with us, but it's everything to do with us. Now, why have West Ham decided that they're like... We're, we're a big deal to them. That's, that's annoying, man. I, I, I feel like, 
at a stage before that manager whose name I won't mention, even before that though, we kind of had more, obviously we've always had more success than them, but I feel like there was a period where maybe they felt like we were too far away from the scummy red team and the scummy blue team and we were closer to them. That's the only thing I can think of. And then it was cemented when Levy inquired about the London Stadium. And that made us true rivals because then we were trying to occupy the same space. That's what I feel like it must be. Because I don't recall growing up being rivals with West Ham. My problem is that for a very long time, I grew up just knowing that like West Ham were a team. And I become of age where I'm paying for tickets, right? And I'm going to the stadium. And these guys are now moving like we're we're proper rivals. Like 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 when I don't know, like I just find it really strange how they've just declared themselves <laughs> our rivals and we're supposed to be like, Alright, cool, we're gonna take you guys seriously now. Like it's nonsense. Anyway, this is why when we beat them, I'm just like, Cool, we beat them. But when we lose, it drives me nuts because it's like these small people decided to make themselves relevant in our lives. And we're supposed to continue Upstarts. that. I just feel like I just feel like it's dumb. It's dumb. But anyway, they got banned. They got banned. But can I just say? Can I just say though? Right? Usually yeah. coincides with Antonio scoring and then doing yeah, and so crazy. That's and I'm happy there was no celebration because he's annoying. And I think that I know that deep down inside, he would love to play for Tottenham. He yeah, would love it. that's why he does it. Because he was rejected by Tottenham. So that's why I love scoring against Tottenham. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like someone's, they said he's going to be, he's up for sale. I mean, I wouldn't mind coming off the bench. I think he'd be one if you just lump it around, chase it long. You know, you know in Sunday League, you know Sunday League when you said that guy, you just chase down every ball, brother. And then every so often he'd get like a goal. And be like, that's why he's there. He works his hustle for the team, but he scores five goals a season. Yeah, 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 yeah. disparaging on... Mikel Antonio, I, I think he's I become a bit better a, than that. I don't give a flying monkeys, mate. If he doesn't like it, he can come to my door, brother. I don't really care. But what I'm trying to say is that that's who he's become now. Like, look, he's, he's not even... He's like, what, Danny Ings is... Did Danny Ings that or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny Ings, he just plays with teams with the same, with the same um, kit. That's it. Burnley to Aston Villa yeah. to West Ham. That's it. <laughs> well, via Liverpool. Oh, yeah, and that, Southampton. That was, a, that was the first experiment. Yeah, Southampton was all right. I, I remember one time when he thought he was too good to, 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 come, to come and warm the bench of Tottenham. Scumbag. I know. How could, times have changed. Could have played Champions League. Dickhead. You said scumbag about... Yeah, yeah, he could have played Champions League. More than Fleetback. Yeah, yeah, he could have. He could have done that, bro. But he's not serious about life. But, but can I say the one thing about West Ham making themselves a rival to us, that the atmosphere in the stadium, although it wasn't quite like it would be in the North London derby... <laughs> There were there was singing. There were some fantastic chants. Nah, first um, first half was dead. First half was dead. I don't know what you man were doing. Where was the wall of noise <laughs> for first half? What was that? No, there was some. You there was pour, some. You prawn sandwich eating motherfuckers, brother. Just out there, just what were you doing? What were you doing, bro? I'm not in the South Stand. Don't blame me. Don't get at me. We thrive off their vibe. Nah, and everyone passes the know, bucket at stadium now, man. They are the continuous stand. They are the South Stand. Um, we are almost a family stand, so we thrive off their vibe. They're the um, Paxton, we're the Park Lane. So, um, yeah, I can't really be held accountable. But what I will say is, yes, first half may not have been as vigorous, but certainly second half, especially at 2-0 up, West Ham get battered everywhere they go. I heard chants of pikeys. I've heard chants of um, builders, roofers. Um, and all of that I stuff. I mean, it, it doesn't sound very inspired, does it? Like, just feel like it's trash. No. Take the trash talking up a level. Like, what? Well, builders. I mean, it, it's basic for a basic team, right? We don't really need to there's, there's, go there's builders out in the rhyme book. No, that, 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 those builders out in London are making big money. <laughs> They're making big I money, know you know? <laughs> I know. And then they yeah, move okay, to Essex. Yeah, catch me mugging them off, bro. They've got, they've, they've, they've got wings in their house for real, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> They live in houses yeah. like yours, but I'm not mugging them off at all. Oh, no. Well, I'm not mugging them off at all. What did I say last week? I want to grow up and be like you. So, we don't... We, we, you know we what? We are going <laughs> off kilter. Listen, listen. We banged back, we banged West Ham too. And, um, I don't... Like, okay, so, when we look at the... When we look at the lineup, there are a couple changes, three changes. 
Um, so, well, no, from the from yeah from the AC Milan game where we thought we were going from to, the yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. we thought yeah. we were going to turn things around after the bang, but let's not let's not talk about that. Um, so Richarlison came in, um, and Hoybier came back, and Davis came back. So Son, Saar, and Persic dropped to the bench. Um, I feel like. There are two key changes there. I feel like Perisic, look, he's just getting tired, man. And so that was a clear rotation job. I get that. I felt like it was a bigger mm-hmm. call to drop Saar and to drop Son. Now, Saar, it had to be one of him and Skip. I thought it was interesting, though, because I always thought that Skip was more similar to Hoibier than Saar was. And therefore, if one of them had to be dropped, it would have been Skip. But it wasn't. Skip came in. And I thought he did a good job. How would you have uh, assessed his performance? Well, just adding to your point on, firstly, adding to your point on Skip over Sar, Sar over Skip, I agree with the point you made. And in addition, Sar had been first midfielder off the bench um, before Skip true, on occasions true, true. leading up to both of them making their Champions League debuts. So... One would have thought, yeah, it would have been a combination of Hoybier and Saar. But I thought Skip was fantastic in his in a combative way. Um, he was everywhere. He tracked down the ball. He tackled. He he stuck his boot in, his size 35s, as Jimmy will tell you, he's got like massive feet. Um, the jury And that was after... Yeah, that was after getting an early yellow card as well, which is which is a nod to him because a young player playing in a derby game in the heart of midfield against combative players, picking up an early yellow card and still winning the, was it the most challenges? Yeah. Uh, most tackles in the game. And yeah, and most duels. I, I think that's very impressive discipline, accuracy. And he wasn't too shabby on the ball either. Um, up against Declan Rice in there. So, not to skip. And obviously, he he and Hoybier laid a platform. Um, and the platform initially started with defensive cover. But we probably needed a bit more creativity. And we didn't get that in the first half. But we were n- I don't think we... I think they had one shot on target. So, apart from the Gerard, um, Gerard Bowen shot in the first minute, I think we were very comfortable. And that yeah. was part of the platform. We were comfortable. We were comfortable. And look, he did he did he did a good job, like you were saying about like, you know, from everywhere from tackles to dual one, for sure. He he was he was all over the place. I do feel though that West Ham were just so content. You can only beat who's in front of you, but West Ham I felt like in the first half they were, it almost felt like they were playing for a duel from the from the jump. It was like, let's play for the Why wouldn't they, though? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But I think it's like, that's why some of the performances, I guess, have to also be tempered with a little bit of... Um, um, like, the, the context is important. Like, yeah, no, he did of that. Course. And he, he looked like he ran the midfield, but it didn't seem like there was much going on in midfield. But, look, we'll take it because, I guess, in other games, we've been overrunning midfield and we've been screaming for, out for that to change on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, I think that whole receiving that yellow card and still being mature enough to see our whole game and that was really was really important and impressive I mean Skip he's slowly starting to get back to the form that we saw yes. and that's nice I feel that it just almost feels like a waste because if he does if he can do it on a regular basis and you have a midfield of him Vendankur and Hoibier for example or him um, Saar and Hoibier however you want to mix it up it just feels like that control we've been craving for, not the creativity, but the control we've been craving for, has been there. And it's like, I feel like if you can't create from midfield, you should at very least control it, as opposed to surrendering it. And that's where I just completely disagree with the Conte system. But, you know, whatever, Conte knows best. Or, or well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe Celine knows best, and it, we'll see from there. Um, we, the, other, the other change that was made was Richarlison um, came in for Son. How did you feel about Richarlison's um, contribution to the game? So I'm probably in the minority here. Um, I actually felt he, like... Uh, to say he had a good game is probably a slight exaggeration. 
but I was happy with what he did in t- for somebody who hasn't built up much rhythm um, since returning from injury and in general pro- hasn't played enough minutes for Tottenham, right? So he put himself about, and I mean, that's the minimum requirement. He was trying things. He was trying to get in on um, the other side of the defence. And it's hard, right? They played a flat back five most of the time with four in midfield and condensed the space. Um, but he was trying things. Um, not always successful, but I felt like he was a threat. Um, and I felt like he closed them down a lot quicker and a lot um, with a lot more energy than, say, Son has done of late. And I think he's his contanguous best. And, yeah, I think, if you like, he was wearing West Ham's defence down um, because he was always up for the battle. And that's not necessarily what you want from your 60 million Brazilian striker who looked mint in the World Cup. <clears throat> but I think that's what was needed at times yesterday. And... Yeah, I think he played okay. I wasn't angry with his selection, and I think he deserves more starts. I do think he deserves more starts, right? But I also feel like with the way he plays, the industry that you mentioned, right, him chasing down the players and all that kind of stuff, is almost like the base level. It's what you're going to expect from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it should be. So It It should be, but I think that's his game, right? I think that's his game, and then that's what you know you're going to get from him every week and then he builds from there, right? And I think he needs to get a bit of rhythm before you get the gloss. Whereas Son is a different class level than Richarlison, if we're honest. And Really? In terms of his gloss, in terms of his gloss and his actual ability and impact in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Obviously... Richarlison has qualities. Mm. Um, he starred in a World Cup. Like he did, he has a great record for Brazil as a number nine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has ability, but he is more of a rugged, industrious player who nicks the ball off of players when he's running through at players. He's always a yeah, toe yeah, he's where in, he looks he's like he's going to lose it. Yeah, he's yeah. Sure. That's what when I say Son is a class above. Son can. On, when he's on form, do what he did against Preston. Mm. When he's on form, do what he did against Leicester. When he's on form, like yesterday, well, moments of form, take that touch, immaculate touch, into his strikes. It wasn't the easiest pass to take, but it was the right pass, and finish with a plumb. That's why I say, when I talk about class, I'm talking about those moments, right? That's why I say Son's ahead of Richarlison in those. And... He will have the impact. Richarlison had the chance yesterday. Yeah. And maybe out of rhythm, but didn't take it and really didn't make the keeper work. It was straight down the middle and bobbled. You would expect Son to find a corner and have a cleaner strike, even out of form. Mm. So that, that was my point. However, I feel like it worked yesterday and with Son coming off the bench. And Son came off the bench against Leicester when he was dropped for Richarlison, I do believe. And a similar thing happened, but he got a hat-trick that time. And we threw Son back into the mix and the next game. And he was like, cemented his place for the next however long, until now, I guess. And it didn't go to plan. Now, I feel like there's no harm in starting Richarlison next week. At all. Even though Son scored. At all. Like, we've done it We've done it one way. Like you said, he's that, that cameo secured his run for a certain amount of time, right? Now there's an opportunity to do, okay, fine. It didn't really amount to much, if we're honest, it didn't. So, it didn't. if we know that we can provide a punch off the bench, in the, bear in mind, that's how he started, right? He started coming off the bench and he became yeah. so important that you couldn't, you couldn't leave him on the bench anymore, right? What he was doing deserves a start. And when he got that start... He, he grabbed it and didn't look back. So I'm just like, if that's the case, they should have the testicular fortitude to leave him on the bench and bring him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and leave him on the bench. And when it's time to make an impact, bring him on. Like, there are very few clubs in the world who can bring on a player 
of his quality of the bench change the game. We know that from the beginning, even if he's not scoring, if he's not his touches off, we know that what Richardson does from a defensive point of view, what he does from a point of view of occupying defenders, what he does in terms of tirelessly running in behind, he'll do that all day long. He'll do it all day long. So you might as well do that. Let him run himself in the ground if he needs to for the first 60, 70, 60, 65 minutes. And if he's not running, bring on Son. Like, that's a, that's a great luxury to have. It's a great luxury. It was also great to see him coming off the left, which is his preferred side, right? It's his preferred side. He got there. We got to see um, Krzyzewski, like, come into play and to work in the way he does on the right-hand side. So it made sense. It made sense. I just feel like to try and do anything other than that in the coming weeks, where we know we have so many different games to play, we could end up, like, building together, like, a runner form. This is the right time, I think, to allow Sanchez to come off the bench and do that. I mean, he's got more, he's got more goals off the bench this season than starts. <laughs> yeah, well, Premier League. Yeah, in the Premier yeah. League, yes. So it's like, yeah, like there's he clearly needs there's something, right? Whether it's motivational or just give him time to. Like I remember when um, they interviewed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, about being a, a um, being a, a, a super sub of sorts, yeah. and he said, "When I'm on the bench." I have an opportunity to study the game, see what the centre-backs are doing, see where I can perhaps make a difference. I have a chat with Alex Ferguson, you know, we know about how I can make impact. And it's not a coincidence that he'd come in and make an impact the whole time. Maybe for now, just due to poor form, that's what some, some, some might want to do, man. If that means they can get another five to seven goals a season because he comes off the bench, I'm sure he's taking a heartbeat. So why not try it? So, I mean, I 100% agree with the notion of a couple of games of Richarlison ahead of Son and maybe Son scoring goals to get him back in the side or maybe it's a permanent fixture. I know we, I, I find myself more and more looking at football like I look at basketball as well at some time. You're almost saying Son is the sixth man um, yeah. kind of impact and it doesn't always work like basketball but the analogy is is relevant. Um, Son, the way Son plays when he's not when he's not on song, the ball bouncing off his knee, shin, he can't quite dribble the ball, isn't too dissimilar from Richarlison's combative, industrious style of play anyway. Um, Apart from, so, he, he knows how to control that. He yes, control he does it. know how to control that. That's a big, big difference. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that we don't just revert to type because Son scored off the bench. Like, I don't think so. I think... There is definitely value in wearing a side down, especially as we're second half hotspur, although we're not trying to be, but we are at the minute. Um, and then using that spark of Son to come off the bench, exploit the gaps, exploit weary defenders um, to confuse teams and cause an impact, like a big impact. Um Certainly, we should just try it two games rather than just revert to type because that didn't go so well. Hundred percent, man. hundred percent. There's nothing wrong with like if you've tried it, it's worked out for us. Like, go again, man. Go again. I mean, in regard to Son, again, from having interactions or playing with West Ham, how you want to look at it, um, he's was you know he suffered racial abuse again online, mm. where all the trolls hang out, all the punks who don't seem to have a, um, they all just seem to, like, this is the thing, like, we can have this debate about social media to the cards on home, but for all the good it's brought into this world, which, and I think there's a lot of, there's been a lot of good from social media, way more than people tend to realise or to talk about. But the way it's empowered these trolls, the way it's empowered these racists, the way it's empowered these fascists and homophobes and sexists and, you know, anti-Semites and all these kind of things, right? I just... It's just it's just disgusting. It's, it's boring. It's... I mean... And there's certain clubs, you just know it's going to happen. I'm sure this isn't the first time it happened um, against West Ham. Pretty yeah, sure. I, I, don't, I don't want you to cast a paint and I would never do that. That's not fair, right? That's all. And it's good that you called that out. That's not what I'm saying. But we also know that there are certain clubs where you're not surprised when these things happen. Not, yep, not, not, not going to pretend that that's the case. 
at all. Like that's a hundred percent the case. Is there is there certain places that give that kind of abuse? You'll be like, oh, oh wow, okay. And other places where you're like, nope, no, I'm not surprised. I, I get it. Um, I just don't. Know so the I'm timing like, of it. The, sorry, the timing of it suggests that these are somewhat people who have some kind of affinity to West Ham. So I think that's fair to say. And I don't know what the actual abuse was. I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. The fact it's happened is just ridiculous. And especially, so, I mean, it's not right for it to happen to anybody, but Son has probably got to be the least divisive player in the league yeah, yeah, yeah certainly for spurs so somebody scores against you then you feel like it's open season and okay we had two scores yesterday none were white europeans yeah so maybe both got racially abused and i'm not saying that makes life better or f- equal but it just shows you the world we're living in and I saw a a post that Shola, uh, one of the black activists, got a racial threatening letter through her door. And that wasn't obviously posted on social. It was a letter, physical letter. But she posted it online to show an example of the world we're living in. So should we be shocked? Probably not because it's out there. But is does it warrant any place in football? Absolutely not. And I do think social media is a wonderful place and a wonderful tool. But I do think social media needs to do more. I really do. And I I get the anonymity of some of the social media platforms. Um, But is it time to introduce some kind of data checks on individuals as they sign up? And I'm not saying you can't use fake details. It probably will happen. But I do feel like these trolls, these anonymous names and faces get away with far, far too much. They really do, man. They really do. And it's 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 just tiring having to talk about that behaviour when, you know, it's got nothing to do with the game. It's got nothing to do with the game. And you're just forced to have these conversations because people are just so short-sighted, so pathetic that this is what they go to. I mean, like... I don't know, it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they find the people who um, uh, caused him that kind of abuse and they can do something good about it and make an example of them because, you know, people won't change until things change. Until, until you give them a reason to change, there's no reason why they'll do it. So um, I, I'm, I'm very much advocating for that to be uncovered and for that to, to, that to, to move forward. Um, so look, we beat we beat West Ham, um, and I have been very critical recently about our like desire, like second balls. It's all very classic, classic like English stuff. Hearts, fights, you know the general gener- generic yeah. guff. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple of um, stats that by the end of the by the end of the game, right? We'd had fifty seven percent possession. We had 16 total shots, six of which were on target, six of which were blocked. Our passing percentage was at 84.6%, right? Only created two clear-cut chances, we scored them both. Um, we only scored four corners. We only have had one four corners. Um, of those... Oh, and we, one, save was, one save was made. We fouled more than them as well, actually. Committed 16 fouls. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Of the stats that you saw, which was the most surprising to you? Well, one I think's wrong. <laughs> which one which is wrong? I think clear-cut chances should be free. What? I think oh, Kane's what, the pe- the miss... Well, no. Oh, okay. I think Kane's miss-hit shot uh... was a chance. Was a good chance. Do you know how many times I've tried that finish? I've tried that finish many times yeah. ago. When, it, when, he, when he hits it like that, yeah, I was like, I was getting flashbacks. I was like, yeah, yeah, been there, Kane. Kane, I've been there. I've been there. It drops nicely. You're like, the only way to do this is to put stick on the outside of the boot, mate. That's it. Yeah. But, but it's Kane. Yeah. It's Kane. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not prepared to gamble as much as I respect your footballing. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so three oh. three chances. Um, I'm not surprised at the possession stat because West Ham are not very good. Um, and I, I guess the one that kind of surprised me is the fact that we fouled more than them. Um, although we just mentioned Skip had four successful tackles and eight duels won, I don't recall seeing that many fouls. And, and it's not like they had many breakaways and were being cynical. I, there were fouls, but wasn't it like three times more fouls? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. 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 So we no no not not three times. It was uh it's double. Double mm, yeah. Oh, actually Almost. no, to be honest. To be honest it was like it was, it was, eight, it was, was like it? no, it was it was um it was uh Yeah, sorry, sixteen against eight. So yeah, double, yeah. Against, so it's so a double. Yeah. And one of theirs should have been one more foul, which was the handball. Mm. That was a penalty. I I think on that point that, as well though. That's actually. Like, I don't want to get lost in this VAR thing. But what what the what the hell was that? I don't understand. Did they replay it? Did they replay it on TV? Because I initially thought Kane was offside in the build up to. The... Yeah, no, I saw you. I saw you saying that group, and I was like, "Oh, Andrew drunk." Um, <laughs> so didn't know what that was about. I like Charles Barkley I, last night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I just don't. I don't understand. The guy was basically he basically scooped the ball out of his hand. Like, just get this shit right, man. Just get it right. This is so annoying. Every time basically. you like you guys, you introduce more referees, you introduce more technology, and more referees to look after the technology, and you still can't get something like that right, bruv. Pay me the hundred grand a year, and I'll sit in that Stockley Park, bro, and I'll do it. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. I'll do it. Tell me which FIFA courses I need to do. Blah blah. I'll do that. That's that is much easier than my job. That's much easier than my job, bro. And I'll, I'll happily do it. Take that hundred, hundred and fifty k a year, chill in a room, only work Saturdays. Are you joking? <laughs> oh man! No, you might have to work Saturdays, Sundays, some Wednesdays, and Tuesdays. Sign me up, that Andrew. You hear me? Sign me up now, <laughs> bro. Four days a week maximum. I could be working. Are you joking? And three hours, and three hours as well. Exactly, man. I bet you. I bet you my commute is longer. <laughs> than my working day, bro. You're Stokely Park, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. Know. It's very dumb. Like, why can't you can you like anyone can see anyone in Stokely Park, anyone on that pitch can see. Okay, that's a handball. So, what justification can you provide to say why it wasn't? I don't understand. Do you know? Do you know what Mark Oliver said? He spoke to the players uh, to start the second half. And gestured that he fell over onto the ball, and that's why he didn't give or it wasn't given. Because he fell over. Mm-hmm. Onto the ball. Yeah, and that's that's what he kind of suggested in his demonstration to the players. He's, he's a mug, man. He's a mug. He's a mug. He's a mug. That's it. Can, can we talk about um something here though? We've we're like, I don't know how long we're into the pod and like we've not spoken about the juicy bits. Okay. Like, okay. I, 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 okay. I want to give you some flowers. Huh? I want to give you your flowers. I want to give you... This sounds suspicious. This sounds very suspicious. Your credit. This sounds very suspicious. You were the only royalist on this pod. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> you were the only one... He scores when that... he wants... Hold he on, scores when he wants. You were the only one at the palace. Man was there. Man was there. <laughs> you were the only one at the carnation. Yep. Yeah. You were yeah. the only one buying that, those coins, that memorabilia. The only one, bro. The only one. And listen, if your prediction <laughs> or your even prediction, your loyalty to royalty. In the four-week turnaround, is has any semblance to your prediction that we're going to win the league? Like we, he was in such a dire place, he's like where Spurs were last week, Bro. and then he's turned it around to being a fan favorite in four weeks. I think it is, he, or four playing weeks in time frame. He's he is he is the flipping guy. 
He's the guy. He's the guy. And I and I'll tell you, I'll say look, first of all, I do take all the credit. I had a conversation with him. <laughs> I had a conversation with him. I was like, listen. Like, forget the Hakimi videos, yeah, the analysis. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, tell you how to do it. No, no. Because obviously I said I said MZ, that's what I call him, MZ. <laughs> I, call him, I call him King's MZ, yeah. So King MZ. <laughs> look, you're never you're never gonna be Kafu. It's never gonna be it's never gonna happen, right? All I need But you can be Danny Alves. Like, not even Danny Alves, right? To be honest, you'll never even be, you'll never even be uh, Carl Norton. But like, what I, what I need you to do? What I need you to do though? What I need you to do? Just to block out, just block out all the noise, mate. Just block out the noise. Do your thing, okay? Do what you can do to the best of your ability. That's all I need from you, mate. He looked me in the eye and said, "You know what, Kobna? Your words have changed my life." I said, "King MZ, go out there." And wear your fucking crown. Go do it. Go do it, mate. And that's what he's done. And, <laughs> and to be honest, ever since, he's been definitely at least the second best. No, I'd say the best right back at Tottenham. Yeah, I'll say it. All right, firstly... Big, big, big statement. Firstly, this sounds like the conversation my brother Lero had with Jim Bonda that we've spoken about on this pod. But that actually first, happened. First, first of all, first of all, yeah. <laughs> First of all, Lero, and I know you're listening, yeah? I know you're listening, yeah? Listen, you think that you can wax lyrical, yeah? On the mic, you can do that, cool. But when it comes to real life, life-changing bars, we're not the same. I'm of a different calibre. I'm of a different calibre, okay? Ooh. Different calibre. Sounds even, like a sense. Sounds like a sense. Let's not, let's not even pretend. Let's not even pretend, okay? Okay? It's not, <laughs> we're, not, we're not, no. It's not the same. But hear me, hear me, hear me. I want to see that. He never got to have the battle with Carl. Sounds like he's gonna have the lyrical battle with Kovna. I'm ready, so bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm set ready that. Whenever. Versus, versus, shelf side versus <laughs> incoming. Lyrical. But hear me. He doesn't want to be, bro. He don't want to smoke. All right, but hear me, hear me. So, Mr. Royale. And firstly, Cole Norton has never had a moment <laughs> like Royale. <laughs> Let's just put that out there oh. right now. He's and I didn't mind Cole Norton. Um, Carl Walker was clearly better, but Carl Norton never has never had a moment like Royal had yesterday, or against City, or even a game like he played against Milan for four weeks. He has been absolutely, I wouldn't say outstanding. Yesterday was outstanding, but he has been very good against City. Was outstanding, um, and probably Spurs' his most informed player in the last do you month. Know, do you know how mad that is? Yeah, it's crazy. And and it's down to his determination. Like you say, hard work. I know he blocked people from commenting on Instagram and Twitter because it was getting too wild, the abuse. And like you say, he has focused. He's put his head down, whether that be your conversation or somebody else's or down to himself. Like, whatever it is, King MZ, as you call him, affectionately know him as, your guy, he has... Turn it around. And he's always defended well, right? He has not been bad defensively at all in his time at Spurs. Where he has failed is his approach and play in the final third. And what I noticed yesterday and what I've noticed, what I was cemented in my mind when I watched it yesterday was that <clears throat> he has now adopted the agent of chaos kind of mantra and by that I mean he is playing in the half spaces, right? His failings previously had been him in the final third and crossing the ball. They were his failings. And it's funny because the word, Doc, that you've um, collated, Kobner, I look back at that and the first entry on that, Doc, that we have is about the Watford game. Yeah. All right? And in that Watford game, didn't we have like something like 20... 5,000 crosses. It was. And a, a, a lot of those were from Royale, I believe. And, yeah, they weren't good. No, I mean... But he's not... He only... He, they say he meets... I think he's like... He's got like a, a cross, crossing completion rate of like 5%. Someone, someone ran the well, numbers on that. I need to check it. But it was like 5%. And that's, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. But, but the thing is, that's been identified, right? Because he is now... No longer the widest player. If you think about Perisic and the way Perisic plays when he's left wing back, he's hugging the touchline. 
right? And some have argued that's impacted Son's performance. Mm. Now, Royale recently, he's popped up with a goal against Man City from an, a weird position. And he popped up yesterday in a position of a number nine and finished like a number nine, 99 rated FIFA striker. Nonchalant finish from somebody who doesn't score that many goals and doesn't get that many opportunities. He gets a few. But the way he took that goal yesterday shows you the confidence he's playing with. And the biggest compliment I can say about Emerson Royale is he looks Brazilian. Do you know what I mean? He looks Brazilian. Like, <laughs> he's playing with peri-peri oh, sauce right now. Days. I know that's Portuguese. But his I mean, sauce is... Portuguese. Maybe that's... Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. He, he's doing things now. After the goal, like, no-look passes. He's doing things... With flair. His celebration is with flair. Like, maybe it's the new father bounce. He's not quite a new father, but he's got that new father energy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's doing things where he's running with the ball and he's putting one foot in it and kicking it instantaneously with the other. Like, that stop, boom, boom. Like, he is Cafu. Like, he is Danny Alves. Like, he is Roberto Carlos on the right-hand side. Like, he's doing things like a Brazilian. And he was a Brazilian all, like one of those Brazilians where his great-grandmother was Brazilian. That's how he was looking. Now he's looking like he was born in Brazil to Brazilian parents who played in a 1970 Brazilian team. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was sensational. It was sensational. And to be honest, you just got to give a shout-out to people on this pod who always believe that that potential ah. is there. I don't like to, like to burn my own trumpet or nothing, but like, at the end of the day, when some people moaning about how dead he was, I was like, well, he's all we've got. And one day he might come good, and then what we have well, to do, what we have to he do, isn't all we got though. Nah, okay, well, now he's now we yet. spent forty five million yeah, 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 on Poro, plus Carl, as Carl was saying, in it, Poro, who we don't need him. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, right? I'm going to point out something as well. Speaking of Carl, she spent that money on the left, on the left side, send it back. Send back. I said that last week. No, but speaking of Carl, Carl pointed out. Um, Again, that's the lead. When Leeds, when we scored that goal against Leeds, Session to Matt Doherty. Do you remember that goal? So Winks yeah, 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 last yeah, yeah, season yeah, yeah, yeah. away at Ellen Road. Winks to Session. Let me so let me quickly interject. Do you know what really pisses me off? Whenever our wing back scores, the first people go, Oh, Conte's football full effects. Well, it's not just wing back scoring though. It's wing back to wing back. That goal was wing back to wing back. Yesterday's goal was wing back to wing back. That's classic Conte ball. And that's when Carl went mad last season, raving about that goal. And it happened again. And, yeah, it was Stellini ball yesterday. But shouts to Ben Davies, much maligned, especially in a full-back or wing-back position. His crossing was awful yesterday, by the way, yeah. I felt. Um, but he had the great energy and appreciation of an immaculate Hoiberg Hoibier through ball, had that been De Bruyne, Messi, whoever, <clears throat> insert whoever, and everybody would be oozing with sauce about that one because it was a greatly placed, timed, visionary through ball that cut out five West Ham centre, um, players. Ben, da ben Davies read it well, and what he didn't do was panic. So high up the field, he took a touch, he dribbled to create even more space Played with the outside of the boot right into the path of Royale, who finished with a plum. And I can tell you something. If that had been those down the road, Liverpool, Man City, other players involved, Foden, Haaland, KDB, that would be replayed and replayed and replayed. It was beautiful. Do you know what I mean? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. There's no denying so, that. So shout out to the Conte ball on that goal. Um but I've got a point that I, as much as I get Royale has been impactful and he's been brilliant, I'm hoping I haven't noticed the pattern. And has Royale's good form coincidentally coincided with Klozeski's poor form or are the two mutually exclusive? They're mutually exclusive because the second half of the second half, probably like a third of the way into the 
second half. I felt like Tessie really did like come into his own. Like he started to be more of the player that we've like we've enjoyed watching recently. I mean, it wasn't a barnstorming performance. He wasn't amazing, but he was closer to what we've become accustomed to. And that's damn something. He's been going for a bit of rough patch form for sure. But this is the thing, like, these players play well. Tottenham, the cycle tends to be you play really well, then you get injured. And then we spend our whole time wondering if you're going to get back to where you were to before. But, <laughs> they, they, but, injured, but injuries, they count, man. They count. They count, man. And you, but do you you've feel got to like... give people that time and space to get back to where, they wanted, where, where you needed to be. Yeah, he does look a half step off the pace at times, especially when he's trying to run at players. He's never been particularly quick, but he's been a strong runner. And he doesn't seem like he's got that step that has helped him get past players. But I also feel like he's at his most effective when he's played in the half spaces. And it's Royale occupying his half spaces that he likes to operate in. And he has to play wider so that and provide the width because Emerson, there's no point Emerson providing the width width because he can't cross the ball. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. And and listen, Royale's been great. And if we can find a way that they both can maximise their potentials in the side, I think it's more important that Klazeski has more attacking thrust than it is that Royale has, if that makes sense. Um, so we need to unlock. We've got Puro, who's unlocked Royale. That's locked Klazeski, I feel. So we need a way to unlock Klazeski and Royale at the same time. I feel like you're asking and too much. Well, if if not, then Poro's going to have to play because Poro will probably go on the outside and his crossing's better. And That's right true. now, Royale has earned the right to stay in the side. Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't even mind if, if your crossing's going to be dead as long as you can, you can add. Like if you're not like right now, he's not crossing as much. He's not like, crossing at all. He's not crossing as much, and to me, there's like a big. Clearly, they're trying to 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 work that into the situation, and I, I get it, and and I I largely approve. So if that's if that's how he can, if he's going to find new ways to make to have an impact, and that's it. Then great, then great. Yeah, I think he's our fourth top scorer, Royal, in the league. Oh really? Quick maths. Well, I think it's Kane. No, fifth top scorer. Sorry, I think it's Kane, Son. Son's only got what's he got? Five in the league. Doesn't matter at all. And five and no, Tom's got five. Hoybier and Bentacor must have four and five. Then I think Royal's got two alongside Dyer. It's not bad at all, mate. Not bad at all. Mm. So, not bad at all. yeah, man. Um, I think, uh, I guess we've got we've got we have got like, um, I think that the race for top four back, back on. I don't want to get. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves by. We can't get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So maybe we'll see where we're at after the um, after the next Premier League game, uh, and and having a Chelsea. Season. Yeah, yeah. I think Chelsea. Chelsea will tell us a lot about where we are. I start for the fight, and also says a lot about them. Right, they're going through a bit of a rough patch, but like we said many many times, someone's going through a rough patch. They come to play Tottenham, and they're, they're doctor. Go. We'll see yeah, you now. Exactly. So. We'll leave that. So um, yeah, I think for now we'll leave we'll leave that there. Um, can I can I before we cut out? Yeah. Uh, I I feel like <clears throat> I know we don't want to touch on Leicester and I know we don't want to touch on um, AC Milan, mm. but I think we got to give a massive shout to Pepe Matasar, you know, because like what him and Skip did in midfield on their debuts against Milan. I don't get me wrong; I don't think Milan are the strongest Milan side I've ever seen. They certainly aren't. Um, but consider the atmosphere, consider the occasion. Um, I felt those two were very, very competent and performed above their expected level. Um, and I feel like it would only be a matter of time if those two paired up in midfield on a regular basis before they worked out how to break um, lines and do what Bentico and Hoiberg do and get beyond yeah. as well. And it was very impressive to see that our two young midfielders were able to do what other teams' youngsters have done, given the opportunity, which is go out and play on the biggest stages, right? Um, whilst they're young and whilst they're not disheartened at never getting minutes. And it was also good to see Alfie Define on the bench because obviously a lot is expected of him. And, yeah, he potentially could be gracing um, 
a first team pitch sometime soon. Yeah, and uh, I'm I, like I like you. I'm happy to see the progress and the development for sure. Um, and it's exciting to see what the prospects are. Yeah, we need to do more of that. Play the youngsters that have been in around the first team for a while. See what they're made of. See what they're made of. You're right. You're right. Um, so yes, uh, it's been an, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for chopping up with me, AB for sure. You're welcome, man. Um, welcome. We are going to be back after the Chelsea game. Hopefully, uh, we're talking to you about a, a, a special win, um, because that yeah that that one. If we can catch this guy up there, I'll be very 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 happy, and I will I will start to. To believe that we can still win the league, um, we need to catch your body there, man. Yeah, That's what we need, need to do. No, they're all right. We need to be ruthless because I, I, I hate Chelsea, man. I hate Chelsea. <laughs> I hate Chelsea. Um, listen, guys, you know what to do. Uh, we appreciate you listening all the time. Share some, share the pod, give the gift um, of the pod, telephone to telephone. If you are listening on any of your favorite platforms, please leave us a review. Five stars only because we only give you five star content. Um, but until next time, yeah. We'll see. That's it for me. Yeah, we ain't got new cities. We've got some new cities I can't pronounce, but we got one that just made me smile. So shout out to the guys in Royal Leamington Spa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a loser. You're such a loser. Listen, uh, when the stars right. are like, when the stars <laughs> are like. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You are right about that. Hey, Lero, run the outro. Okay.